Please protect her. Hello and welcome, film buffs. I'm Hunter Van Lierup, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinevile, Zach Droll. Hello, hello. <laughs> we are the box office losers. Each and every week, we deep dive into the movie sphere to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen. This week, we are talking about Mulan, but not the good one from 2020. So, yay! But not the good one from 2020, not the good hello? One, no, not the good one, comma, from 2020, comma. Yeah, like, this, like, so, th- this movie was, like, hey, it, it's good, but it's not great. Oh, no, it's not a bad movie at all. It's, like, it's totally watchable. The The cinematography's good. The acting is great. Like, it could have used a little work at some parts, but overall it was good. Like, and Not enough Mushu. Not enough, not enough Chris Rock. But it was... Chris, Eddie Murphy! Eddie Murphy. We talked about it last week. <laughs> it's Eddie Murphy. For some reason, I think it's Chris Rock. Um... And it, it had, like, good action and good set pieces, and, it, you know, that's, that's what you need. It just was yeah. not what everybody wanted it to be, and that's why I didn't really like it that much as compared to the original. But overall, not a bad film. Hey, if I was to, I, um, in, in overall, in all honesty, though, this, like, if you look at it, this is more based off the, the, the myth of Mulan yeah. in, in retrospect. But, like, yeah, like, it could have, like, Disney needs to stop these live actions. Oh no, because Aladdin was okay. I liked Lion King. Dumbo was fine. Cinderella. I don't know if that technically counts, but Cinderella was pretty good. And Be- Beating the Beast Cinderella, was I fucking. Mwah. I I have not seen any of them. Well, they're all on, they're one. all on Disney Plus, so they're easy to check out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna watch Beating the Beast. Beating the Beast is the best one. You got Luke Evans, Josh Gad, Emma Watson, Dan Stevens. Um, Ian McKellen, uh, Ewan McGregor, the cast is stacked. And, uh, oh, speaking of cast and overviews, yeah. so, hey, uh, do you want to read that overview? I'll read the overview because you're bad at pronunciation. <laughs> and also, Hey, it's not my fault these names are, like, virtually impossible for my tiny, puny American brain to pronounce. <laughs> and I'm going to try my best. So... Mulan, this one, is a 2020 American action drama film produced by Walt Disney Pictures. On Disney. It is a live-action adaptation of Disney's 1998 animated film of the same name based on the Chinese folklore The Ballad of Mulan. The film stars Yifei Lu in the title role alongside Donnie Yen, Si Ma, Jason Scott Lee, Yosan An, Ron Yon, uh, Gong Li, and Jet Li in supporting roles, as well as Jimmy Wong. It is directed by Nikki Caro with screenplay by uh, Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, Lauren Hynek, and Elizabeth Martin. Hell yeah, hey, dude. Congratulations. We got through that part. Yeah. I think I did, I think I did pretty good. If I mispronounce anything, our audience can yell at me later. Yeah, our, our audience, well, our audience probably in the future can yell at us. Yeah, hey, man, even the 10 guys we got listening now could still yell at us. Yeah, the 10 guys, and only guys, if you go up our, our analytics on Anchor, it's only dudes who listen to us. When I signed up for Anchor, I didn't put down male or female on there, so I don't know how it knows. <laughs> No, well, no, no. It's it, it's just whoever's listening. Well, you know, because I dudes. I listen on Anchor every once in a while, and it doesn't tell me if it's male or female. But I can only assume it's dudes because we're assholes. <laughs> yes, and hey, we're also international. Some of our international listeners, hello. Oh yes, hello. If you can understand us, that's awesome. I love when you get international yeah. people who um, listen to American podcasts. There's a couple on my other comic book podcast that we have internationally, and I'm like. 
that's cool. I hope they can understand what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, so I, the overview is pretty, yeah, it's basically like this movie is a more like a, a more t- to real scale adaptation of the Ballad of Mulan. Because mm-hmm. like I'm going off by information that I know of that there was no dragon in in the original. This is the only folklore to never feature a dragon in Chinese history. Wow. So. Well, they did say this this version of the film, they did want to stick it closer to the original story and closer to actual Chinese um, like mythology and stuff, rather than being like, here's Mushu, the white guy, in quotes, you know, like the American, um, the, uh, the, the American proxy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's the word I'm looking for. So... I well, don't know some singing here. Yeah, I don't know if we have um, a note about this, but the main actress uh, Yi Fei Lin, uh, Yi Fei mm-hmm. Lu, she's actually hated in China, like deeply. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know why. I think she supports um, some weird political thing. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. I think she supports a weird political thing. I forget what it is. A hundred percent. I remember uh, hearing about it uh, when the film came out. This one. That's not good. Yeah. So. That's um, not good. A lot of Chinese audiences did not see this movie to boycott her specifically. So well, also, this like, movie did not make that much money. Um, I'll they go into the budget release real quick. This... I want no. Um, they also didn't release this movie with, I think, Chinese subtitles. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like w- w- when this movie dropped on Plus, it was not released with Chinese subtitles. That is dumb. Hence, why every single pirated version doesn't have them. <laughs> Good to know. Um, yeah, I'll talk about the budget real quick before we get into the notes. Uh, so the budget is about two hundred million. So far, the last time I checked, which was a couple days ago, it only made forty million dollars because of the Hollywood premiere and then the. Uh, Disney Plus Premier Access, which is $30 to rent it. Yeah, to rent it, not to keep it on your account forever. No, because even though it will come out in December, uh, for anyone who just has Disney Plus normally, uh, if they decide to destroy Disney Plus, the $30 you paid, uh, you don't get to keep them on. So I would just buy it digitally somewhere else and then watch it. Or um, or go to LegalWatch.com and do what we do. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm not out myself. It's just you. I watch everything totally 100%. Yeah. On a non-chill broken fire stick. I don't know what you're talking about, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, it was hard to support this movie because of what Disney did. So. All right. <laughs> let's um, let, let's transition to the notes. I will read the first paragraph to the best of my ability. I am illiterate as a dumbass. Just don't say definitely. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> that was so hard to like. I I listened to that. And I couldn't. I couldn't stop. Uh, now on to the notes. Uh, plans for the live action remake began in 2010, but the project stalled. Its development hell. Oh, stalled in development. Oh, the project was stalled in development hell. In March of 2015, a new attempt was announced. And Kara was hired to direct in February of 2017. Liu, 
was casted in the title role in November of 2017 following a casting call of a of 1,000 actresses and the rest of the cast joined over the following years. Filming began in August of 2018 and lasted through November, taking place in New Zealand and China with a production budget of $200 million, as we stated earlier. It is the most expensive film ever directed by a woman. I thought that was Wonder Woman with Patty Jenkins. I guess it wasn't, I guess its budget wasn't uh, $200 million. I'll do a check. You can. Yeah, I'll continue to read the next one. You check out the budget for Wonder Woman. Uh, so Mulan's Hollywood premiere was held on March 9th, 2020. Originally scheduled to be a wide theatrical release, it was ultimately canceled in the United States after being delayed multiple times due to the ongoing COVID 19 pandemic. Disney instead premiered the film on September 4th, 2020 on Disney Plus for a premiere uh, for a premium fee in countries where the service had launched. It will have a traditional theatrical release in countries without Disney+, Plus, where theaters have reopened. The film received generally positive reviews from critics who praised the action sequences, visuals, and performances, but criticized the screenplay. Um, to, okay, go back to the budget. It was the same as Wonder Woman. Oh, it was the same. So they're just like, this is yes. Disney's version of boasting. That's still good, though. <laughs> this is a Disney version saying, hey, we did it first. Yeah, Disney's like, it was us. Even though Wonder Woman came out three years ago, but whatever. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it was the Wonder Woman was also 200 million. Yeah. But also got back most of its money. Yeah. Unfortunately, this made about like 30 or 40 million because of, of the premiere access and then the COVID and the not releasing properly overseas until a little bit later. Yeah. But, and also, um, you know, it is what it is. As, as you stated, also, yeah, the political stuff. Yeah, the political stuff. Well. Yeah, overseas in China specifically did not do good because of her political standpoints. I think she's very. Um, right wing? I in think right winged, yeah. In the uh, Chinese right, um, politics. Walt Disney Pictures expressed interest in the live action adaptation of the 1998 animated film Mulan, starring international star Zhang Ziyi. Shang Z with Chuck Russell chosen as the director. Plans for a live action Mulan remake began in 2010, but the project never came to fruition. On March 30th, 2015, The Hollywood Reporter reported that Disney had restarted development on the live action adaptation with Chris Bender and JC Spink. Is that right? Spink? Yeah, Spink. Alright, producing while Elizabeth Martin and Lauren Hayek would be writing the screenplay on October 4th, 2016. It was announced that Rick, J- Rick Jaffa, <laughs> Rick uh, Jaffa and Amanda Silver would rewrite the script, combining the Chinese ballad and the 1990 animated film with Jason T. Reed would be producing the film along with Chris Bender and Jake Wayner. On February 27, 2020, Reed stated that Mulan's sidekick from the original film, Mushu, was removed due to the character's negative representation in China. It is true. It is kind of racist. And it was just a proxy for the American audiences to uh, latch on to. Even though I barely remember what anything Mushu did in that film, all I remember is... Uh, the songs, and then the final action sequence in the original animated film, and also the cricket, which I wish would have popped up a little bit more. Reed also said, aside from both the original ballad and the animated film, the filmmakers drew inspiration from different Chinese adaptations of the ballad while writing the film, stating that since the traditional Disney audience and the 
uh, what was that word? Dispora. Dispora Asian audience viewed the mo- movie in one way, and the traditional Chinese and China audience viewed it a slightly different way. The filmmaker dug in to try to make sure that they are addressing both of those audiences in a thoughtful way. Meaning, no songs. I, I wanted, like, so I, I have a list of, like, favorite Disney songs from movies. And and make a man out of you is up there. Is that an original Disney song for the movie, or did they just redo it? I think that was an original. Really? Uh, I know a lot about, of them like, are uh, talk original. Talk about some of your Disney favorite songs, songs that, that you wish were in. I'll look it up. Um. Oh, I don't remember any of the songs from that movie, dude. Make a man out of you is the only one that like stands out. The one at the end uh, is kind of good, which they kind of used in the live action film. They used like the instrumental version when uh, Mulan was fighting. Yes, uh, I believe it was original. Yes, it was original. Okay, yeah. oh yeah, we have a uh, bit about the notes for the songs uh, further down in the doc. Um, yeah, like, uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You is one of my favorite, like, songs from, like, in, in, in my in my list of Disney, yeah. like, songs on, on anything. Yeah, there are rumors that uh, Hercules is getting a live-action remake, and I really hope that it's Zac Efron who plays Hercules, because one, he can sing, and two, he's buff and hot, so... Let's go. We need Danny DeVito to reprise his fucking role. If, if he doesn't, it would be a mistake because he's the actually the size of Phil if they were to do a live action version of it. Yes. And you can't he beat voiced Phil. Him. Yeah, you can't beat Phil. Hades, if it's not James Woods, I'll riot. I think my problem with the Hercules thing is everybody in that film, even the original voice actor who I don't remember, um, is great in that film. So, doing a live-action version, it would be cool to get everybody back, but it's not going to happen. Like, Danny DeVito, it's possible. James Wood, it's possible. And I think he's still alive. Don't quote me on that, though. And also, don't quote me on if he's dead or not, because I don't want to seem like, you know, like an asshole for not knowing if he's alive or dead. But I would like to just see a live-action Hercules. That's the one I'm waiting for. James Wood is still alive. He's 73 years old. Okay, cool. Put him in. Make him Hades again. I, isn't there like someone else wanted someone to be Hades? I forgot like who. I don't know what the fan Hades. casting is, but I think Zac Efron would be good as Herc because he can sing, and that's because you know you need somebody who. No, because he's old now. Hercules is a young character. Hmm. I don't know. I would have said Ansel Elgort if he wasn't a weird pervy boy, but hard to pick him now. <laughs> so. <laughs> some some people put like a random fan cast to have a uh, Chris Pratt be hercules he's too popular right now and he's also like fucking old not old but like he's older you need Ooh, a younger someone guy. also so i'm looking at a um if you say timothy chalamet i'll fucking kill you no okay. no no someone put um <laughs> put peter dinklage as phil yeah that's also peter dinklage that's has, too bad of a casting. he's got some comedy chops i could see peter yeah, dinklage being elf. a good phil elf is a good uh is a good Prior to that, Elf is good. Death at a Funeral is good. Um, oh god, there's one more where he's funny. Uh, Pixels is not really a comedy comedy, at least in the traditional haha. It's an Adam Sandler comedy, Ooh, so take someone, it. Um, he's good. Someone put Tom Hiddleston as uh, as Hades. Yeah, I like that. It's not bad. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell. Russell. As no, Zeus. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Kurt Russell as God. Or Zeus. Yeah, I'm into that. Uh, of course, Dane DeVito as 
Phil. Phil again. Uh, I I'm just looking at it. someone. Uh, someone also put uh, Chris Evans as Hercules. No, stop with that. <laughs> I know. I, I hey, I'm looking I know at the casting. I know it's not you. And then someone had um. Fuck. Uh, played Black Widow. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, as the love interest girl. Ooh, speaking of Scarlett Johansson and whitewashing, that's the next bit in our notes. So that's a good little segue. Oh, that's right. Yeah, what, what did she like? Was this movie like fucked with hard? Which one, Mulan? Yeah, because um, they were gonna have like a white cast. Yeah, here's um, here's what we got. That's right. Yeah, here's what we got. Since several recent Hollywood films were accused of whitewashing, Mulan uh, has been under intense scrutiny since the Hollywood Reporter reported that Disney was making a live action adaptation of Mulan. An online petition titled, Tell Disney You Don't Want a Whitewashed Mulan, received more than 100,000 signatures. I think I was part of that. Don't know, though. I think same as well. Uh, on October 4th, 2016, Disney announced that a global search for Chinese actors to portray the title role was underway. A team of casting directors visited five continents and saw nearly 1,000 candidates for the role with criteria that required credible martial arts skills and the ability to speak clear English and star quality. Which is why they got uh, Yifi, because she's a big Chinese actress with a uh, great English accent and great, great English speaking, and mm. um, she has the star quality. She's pretty big over there. I think she was also like an idol when she was younger. Don't quote I me on that so. either, but I remember hearing about um, that. Yeah, I, I completely forgot that this film fell under like heavy scrutiny, because wasn't like Scarlett Johansson like, casted as Mulan? <laughs> no, no, no. Scarlett Johansson was casted up. as... Um, Major oh, yeah, and Ghost right. in the Shell, because Major kind of looks like an American woman in the anime, but she's supposed to be Japanese, so everybody was like, oh, I can't believe the character Scarlett Johansson in this, and I was like, she tried out for the part and she got it. I, I don't understand. It's like Robert Pattinson in Batman. Stop complaining. He fucking tried out and he got the role. Let's wait to see if the movie's dog shit, and then you can yell at it, yell, yell about it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, no, I, I remember that there was some Disney film... No, it was it was Aladdin. Aladdin fell under. Oh yeah, because one of the uh, princes is a white dude. Yeah, like and because like th there was there was like one. Mm -hmm. I remember like hearing about this a while ago. And we are straying off topic, mm -hmm. but hey, it's it's a movie podcast. Yeah. We're talking about the movies itself. Um, oh, I, I remember that there was one live action Disney movie that got that got flacked hard for um. For, for like almost whitewashing its cast and then the actors stepped out of it up until they got like a proper cast mm -hmm. uh yeah um okay going on where were we uh okay on November 29th 2017 Chinese American actress Yifei Li uh, uh, <laughs> uh take a shot every time I fuck up as well Oh no, dude! This whole sentence, this whole paragraph—you're gonna get killed. You're gonna kill our audience. You want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. So on November 2019, 2017, uh, November 29th, 2017. Jesus Christ! Chinese actress um, Yi Lu was cast in the film to portray the titular role of Mulan. Many celebrities, uh, many celebrated this as a win for diversity in Disney films. Further casting announcements for Donnie Yen, Gong Li, Jet Li. And Zhiyan Tang were made in 2018 of April. Uh, Utkarsh Ambu, Ambudkar and uh, Ranyan in May 
uh, with Yosan on and Chum. Oh no. <laughs> Ahelapola in June. Uh, Jason Scott Lee in July. Sima. Rosalind Chow. Cheng Pai Pai. Or PP. Nelson Lee. Jimmy Wong. Uh, Duomoa in August. And then Chen Tang in September. With uh, the original voice actress of Mulan, uh, Ming Na Wen appearing in this film as well, which I don't know if they'll talk about, but uh, I will bring it up if it is not brought up. Uh, Dua was actually in uh, Gran Torino oh, uh, for anybody, uh, for people who kind of know that movie, because that's a movie we're going to be covering. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies as well. Are we going to cover it? I don't um, even know what Gran Torino is. Oh, it's... It's a it's a very it's a movie about uh, about Clint Eastwood. He's racist, and he then realizes that not everyone's bad. <laughs> He's racist and realizes being racist is bad. Wow, way to go, Hollywood! You fucking pat yourself on the back for that one. <laughs> no, he he was in the um, but Duo was in the movie um, in in uh, Gran Torino. He played the main antagonist. Cool. Um, I I. I, so when, I, when I saw the movie, I'm like, why does that face look so familiar? Then I thought to myself, oh, wait, he was also in Gran Torino. Okay, cool. This man got work. Yeah. yeah Donnie Yen uh, is known for the Ip Man franchise. Yes. As well as uh, in a, being in Rogue in One. An amazing franchise. Oh, yeah. I love the. I just finished all the Ip Man movies, including the spinoff with Dave Bautista. Uh, really good. <laughs> really good stuff. He wasn't Dave Bautista. wasn't the main guy. He was the bad guy. But it was really good. They're all on Netflix. You know, you know what? You also got to have a, a marathon month of, of those movies as well. That's going to be a tough one. They're all on Netflix, but they are very, very slow. Yeah, but we can still cover them. True, true, true. All right. We, 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 have, we have the ability to. Yeah. Do you want to uh, talk about the songs in this next bit of notes? Uh, Yeah, if you want to pick that up, go right ahead, I said, do you, I said, do you want to do it? Oh, do, do I want to read yeah, it? Yeah, you're, uh, you're the song guy, at least for this movie. <clears throat> the remake does not feature any songs from the original film and instead features instrumental versions of the original film's songs. Uh, Carl later explained that the songs were deleted because she felt it didn't fit with her realistic vision of the film. Ah! <laughs> I have thoughts about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely talk about that later. Um, she believes that since people do not break out into song, excuse me, as they enter war, <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, that is a true fact. The film should not either. Through, though she still tried to honor the music from the animated film in very significant ways, Emphasis on she tried. did not want to disrespect the original film in any way. However, she claims she could not find any place to squeeze in the original music. Producer Jason T. Reed clarified Cardo's previous statement by saying the songs will be featured in a slightly different way in the remake. Hmm. Yeah, because they want to make this movie feel fucking realistic. Do you want to know um, where they could have put at least one song? In the training sequence where Donnie Yen says, I'll make a man out of you guys. Fucking, they weren't in war. They were training. You could have done one song there as a little joke. That's about that, that's legit, like, my favorite fucking song in the entire Mulan, like, movie. Because, mm -hmm. one, I, I like the parody version the, that someone did for the Pokemon shit. Um, but, no, like, 
make a man out of you is so like underrated. Yeah. It's really good. I just wish uh, we got it. I, we did get the insp- the instrumentals for a bunch of the songs, and if yes. you're a keen uh, keen eared listener, you can definitely hear them. Like I heard "Make a Man Out of You" during the training stuff. There's a little bit of the final fight song that plays during those final fight, and then during the credits, uh, and then Mulan's hey, theme is remember, played during the rest of the credits as well. Just remember, they want they wanted to fit her realistic vision of the film. They wanted to make a film very realistic. We'll talk very, about. very realistic. Yeah, once we get to that plot, we'll start talking about that. And then once we get to the reviews. So, yep. <laughs> last bit of notes. On August 4th, my birthday, 2020, Disney announced that it was canceling the film's wide theatrical release in the United States <laughs> and instead would premiere the film for a premium fee on Disney Plus on September 4th, 2020. Mulan will be available to purchase until November 2nd before becoming available to all subscribers on uh, December 4th. The film will not be offered in France as a premium offering, which is weird. Instead, releasing Disney Plus subscribers in the country for free at a later date. Speaking about the uh, the twenty nine ninety nine U.S. price point for the film in the United States, uh, Disney CEO Bob Chappick said, "We're trying to establish a new premier access window to capture the investment we got in the film. Basically, we wanted to make money, even though fuck you." For our research under a Premier Access offering, not only does it give us revenue from our original uh, transaction of a premium video on demand, but a fairly large stimulus to sign up for Disney+. Plus. The premium fee was approximately $26 in other countries uh, when considering conversion rates for their native currencies. Unlike uh, unlike other premium video on demand uh, releases that feature a 48-hour viewing window, Mulan will remain available to... Uh, renters for as long as they stay subscribed to Disney Plus. They basically said we put too much money into this, and we need to make money back instead of giving it to you on Disney Plus for quote unquote free. But we got movies coming Disney out all over fuck. the place. We got Disney the- fucking owns everything. No, no, no. Think about it. Like, How they released three movies in the last month. They released Magic Camp, which was pretty good. They released the one and only Ivan with Sam Rockwell as a monkey, uh, as a gorilla. And then they released the Phineas and Ferb movie. Not premiere access, just free. Well, you know, for And don't forget that they also, at the beginning of all this, they also dropped Onward. Well, yeah, Onward wasn't... F- I mean, it did come out theatrically, Onward was but- free. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, uh, it's because it did. It was able to come out theatrically for a good month before they were like, we need to make extra money. We'll put it on uh, Disney Plus so people who didn't get it from Mandalorian can get it now. But yeah, like, honestly, like, really... Like... Two hundred million for Disney is a drop in the fucking bucket compared to what they own. Oh yeah, no, not a doubt. It dude. made <laughs> no sense for them to make this like thirty bucks for a rental, a rental. No, I feel like if they just put it on Disney Plus, they would have gotten a couple more subscribers. But then they're only the subscribers only pay uh, seven dollars a month rather than thirty dollars for the movie. In my brain, I would have been like, yeah, but if we can advertise Mulan as quote-unquote free on Disney+, Plus, then we can pull in subscribers who want to watch the film that would pay $7 for a ticket, like most people. But instead, they were like, $30 for a ticket, bitch. And I was like, are you kidding? And it's not even like the movie is only available Premiere Access uh, forever. It's going to come out two months later, or three months later, for free. I, I, this honestly, like, this, like, I, hey, Disney's a good company. Yeah. 100%. Like, hey, 
They have their evil ways. Don't. As I'm looking over my shoulder, make sure like no Mickey Mouse is kicking down my fucking oh, door. You're dead, bitch. <laughs> well, no, no, no like th this was th <laughs> this was really stupid. Like uh, a thirty buck rental fee. Meanwhile, like on if you look at services like Apple and you look at services like Google, mm -hmm. like th their rental fees are like ten. Maybe like two bucks yes, at most. The only good thing about it was when you do do a premium video on demand, it only you can only watch it for uh, upwards to two days renting it. So they yes. did say that you get it as long as you're subscribed to Disney Plus, but then it's basically you only get it until December when then it becomes available for everybody. Okay, but then at that point, do I get my thirty dollars back? Yeah. Once it becomes public for everyone? It would be cool if they added it into your subscription so then you didn't have to pay for three months of Disney+, Plus. but they're not going to do that because yeah. they're Disney. So, Well, if they keep up with this premium thing, they might as well just just make it a tier. Yeah, exactly. Just have an extra tier. Like Peacock does that. Peacock is, quote, is, is free, but to get access to their original TV shows and a couple other big-ticket items that uh, released first on Peacock uh, for VOD, it costs, like... Four dollars a month, I think, or like eight dollars a month. It's between those two numbers. So, like, if you want to watch AP Bio season three, only episode one is free. Besides season one and season two, only season three, episode one is free, and the, all the rest you have to pay for. But season one and season two were so good of AP Bio. Yeah, no, I can't wait for season three to be free, <laughs> if they ever continue to do the freemium stuff. But uh, movies like Psych Two and Anthony, which came out as Peacock original movies, you can watch for free. You don't have to pay the premium subscription. They're only doing that for the TV shows, which seems a little weird, but at least they're not locking you out of all the content. Yeah. But they are locking you out of content like Frasier and ER and stuff like that. That's just like, why? 30 Rock is a, I think is a premier, uh, is, is like a premium. And I'm like, why? Just, just what, what are you doing? But I get it. Cause it is don't a free forget service. Don't forget also the, it, they also have access to a lot of, like, WWE content as well. Yeah, well, like I said before, it is a free service. Like, Netflix isn't free. Air quotes, heavy air quotes. Well, no, because Netflix isn't free. You can't watch anything on Netflix unless you pay the subscription. At least on Peacock, you can watch stuff. So, it's not yeah. the worst market. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that I like, our 10-minute our rant about... <laughs> Uh, about, like, just premium services and, and VOD stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read the first two paragraphs of this lovely plot, if right. I can. If you need any help with any of the pronunciations, just ask. <clears throat> In Imperial China, Hua Mulan is an adventurous and active girl to the disappointment of her parents, who hope that one day she will be wed to a good husband. As a young woman, Mulan is forced to meet with a matchmaker to demonstrate her fitness as a future woman, as a future wife. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, take a shot. <laughs> um, Mulan uh, f uh, flustered attempts to pour tea in front of the matchmaker, but a spider causes her to knock over the kettle, and the matchmaker calls her a disgrace. In front of her family. Not after, not, not until after she catches everything and then trips later. Like uh, it, she, she catches everything, then her hair falls in her face. Yeah, then. that's what it is. To the north, an imperial outpost is invaded by the Ronins. Um, under the leadership of... Bori Khan. Of Khan. I'm going to say Khan. All good. Uh, they, uh, assisted by... Witch! The witch! The witch! Hey guys, realistic image. Realistic image. Which? 
Which, um, what is that name? Uh, Yang. Shan Yang, who uses her magic to magic! possess... Who, who to possess uh, to pose as a surviving soldier and report to the attack of the Emperor of China. He then issues a uh, uh, counterscript uh, decree ordering every family to contribute one man to fight Khan's forces. Yeah, so this is a nice little opening. Like you get to see a little bit of Mulan when she's young, interacting with her father, where they're like training with swords in the grass and running around, and she's being a little bit of a tomboy. And then you get to see the cool little matchmaking stuff where she's a little older. And then you get to see um, a nice little action set piece with um, uh, the bad guys and the witch. So, witch. Cool. Who the turns witch. into a fucking falcon. And a swarm of bats. Yeah. Realistic. And can possess people. And I understand what they mean by quote-unquote realistic. Like, what they said, like, we're not singing in the battlefield. We're not, like... Like there's no talking dragons, and like when she's an out, when she's a falcon, she doesn't talk. You know what I mean? When she's the bat, she doesn't talk. But and I and also I understand the point of magic in China is a whole different thing. People in China, at least the old feudal stuff, imperial China, they believed in magic and witches and sorcery to help them win wars, similar to Hitler in World War II, where he thought the yeah. supernatural uh, stuff, like searching for the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail, would help him win the war. So I understand, like, having a witch here, but it should have been revealed that she's not actually a witch, and she just, like, uses, like, alchemy to make potions and stuff for, like, smoke bombs and poisons, instead of her you actually being turns, a witch. She turns into a fucking falcon. I know. And then dies. <laughs> Which we'll get to later. <clears throat> Imperial soldiers arrive in Mulan's village to enlist recruits, and her elderly uh, and frail father, Hua Zhao, is forced to pledge his service as he has no sons, because they're looking for one male from every family. Uh, Mulan flees with his armor, horse, and sword to join in his place, disguising herself as a board. Mulan arrives at the training camp, which is run by Commander Tung, who I believe is Donnie Yen, uh, an old comrade yes. of her father. Alongside dozens of other inexperienced recruits, she ultimately becomes uh, becomes a trained soldier under his tutelage without exposing her true identity. Now, we're going to take a quick break in between these two to do a little bit of the, um, talk about a little bit of the training stuff. Because that paragraph basically goes, she was trained to be a soldier and it didn't talk about like what she actually did, what she went through, the slips yeah. she almost had in front of all of her uh, bunk mates, the fact that she didn't shower for three weeks because she didn't want to get seen. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't think it was three weeks, but I think it was like a week or two. Um, um, it, it was cool to see a lot of the training sequences, even though no one climbed up the big pole. Uh, you got to see like the fighting, the water buckets... And, like, the showers and stuff. Like, that was kind of cool to see, like, that little training aspect of it. Can we talk about my man pouring out the water? Oh, yeah, that and... fucking deserter <laughs> motherfucker. Well, not the deserter. Yep. The one who cheated and then gets kicked yep. out. Because he's like, it's too heavy. Pour, pour. And then someone sees him and he's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, um, the, the training stuff is, is really, is really good. I, I love, like, I... So, like, anything involving, like, uh, any martial arts movies are definitely my guilty pleasures. Oh, yeah, that's why I love the Ip Man movies. Like, I, I was like, I like martial arts movies. What's, like, the best one? I was like, oh, Ip Man. I'm stupid. Let's watch that one. <laughs> um, yeah, her, like, her, her almost getting caught where to, like, her taking off her, her binder and laying down and then pushing 
her bunkmate over to the other guy and they started spooning. Yeah. Dude, that fat Chinese guy, not to fat shame anybody, but that was his character basically. The uh the fat Chinese guy, when he almost died later on in the movie, I was so upset. I was like, Oh my god, they killed the best character. He was not dead at folks. It's all good. He's not dead. I was so I was about to like cry. I was like, No, he's the best. Um Well no, yeah, I liked when Mulan finally went to go take a bath. She took off all her armor, skinny dipped in the lake, and then her uh her like romantic interest guy walked up and was like, "Hey, you want to do bro stuff in the fucking in the lake?" And she was like, "Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Don't touch me!" Because she's gonna, because uh, he also got naked. Hey, do you want to do bro stuff like kiss in the lake? <laughs> do you want to kiss in the lake, dude? I remember seeing a um either a tweet or a post on Reddit or something internet related where um the reason why uh, his original character who I forget what his it's the general but it's. So in this movie, they mix Donnie Yen and the love interest. Uh, if you mix them together in the original Mulan movie, that's who the trainer is. I forget his name, though. Because um, he's technically not in this film. He is, he is the two characters. So yes. I saw in the film that it's like, the only reason why the commander's upset with Mulan being a, a girl is because now he can't date his little femboy boyfriend. And I'm like, that's so fucking stupid. That's so hilarious. <laughs> He's crushing on a little femboy like a twink. And then it's like, oh no, it's actually a girl. God damn it. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's oh, that's too. <laughs> Gotta love the internet, man. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff is pretty good. I loved seeing, like, um, overall, like, the, the interactions between um, Mulan's uh, boy character and, and the guys around because... You you really don't get to see that in the in the original film. Yeah, you only get to see uh, a little n- bit n- from the three from the three Stooges. Yeah, it's really all you get to see. And this one they have, uh, f- like four. It was four because they add the uh, the commander guy from the original animated movie who's split up into a young guy and an old guy. So you yeah. have Jimmy Wong is the is the skinny tall one, the fat one is the fat one, and then the angry drunk one is the short angry guy. That's who they were supposed to be. And then we have Dua who is also like the just the fat tall one. Oh yeah, there was five of them. I will like yeah. There was uh, Dua played. Hold on, let me go back to my looks. Uh, continue talking. I'll just yeah, do the I'll, cast I'll, read list the, again. I'll read the next bit of uh, notes. So <clears throat> the cons that we're not ar- stolen off Wikipedia. <laughs> Definitely not. The Khan's army continues to advance, forcing Tung to end training early and send his battalion to fight. Mulan chasing some troops on her own. Yeah. Oh, and Mulan chases some troops on her own, but is confronted by the witch, who mocks her for pretending to be a man. She attempts to kill Mulan, but flees when her attacks are stopped by Mulan's leather armor. Mulan removes her male disguise, returning to the battle uh, just as the Ruans are beginning, uh, begin attacking her fellow troops with a trebuchet. Mulan uses discarded helmets and her archery skills to maneuver the trebuchet into firing on a snowy mountain, triggering an avalanche that buries most of the Ru- uh, the Ro- the Rorans? The Ruhans? I'm going to call them Ruhans. The cons men. Were you able to find the cast list? Uh, yeah, but apparently also the cricket was in here, but never utilized. There's someone credited as the cricket. I think he's in there for like thirty seconds. Um, I can I there's only like two distinguishable people. There's Jimmy Wong who played Ling. Yeah, he's the tall I one. Guess the, yes, and then there was Dua who played uh. Chin Po. Yeah, Chin Po's the little uh, angry one. I in, can't in find the, the one movie. who played the fat one. 
Yeah, but we know who he is. He's the, he's the best character, so. Yes. <laughs> he's the best guy. Um, so let's talk about a little a little bit about this action sequence because it was fucking sick. You yes. get to see uh, Mulan's training finally come into play as well as all the other characters. Not as much as we do get later on. We do get to see a lot of what Mulan has been training to do with her sword skills from when she was a kid and her current skills from the uh, Donnie Yen training. We end up seeing her fight the witch in like this weird acid pit springs area i i think that's just like one of those like um like like the color war type thing like kind of like just like sand maybe ish yeah i can see that uh what what paragraph are we on because i i lost track when i went to go do the cast list to help out reading huh what hello Guy, tell me when you step away, man. I thought you were going to talk because I heard you talking. My dog was. No, uh, I, I didn't know what paragraph we were on. Okay. So I was going to read the next paragraph. Oh, no. Um, before we get to that, like the scene where um, Mulan is revealed to be a man, it's kind of cool to see, like, that instead of running away or trying to rehide herself, she decides to go help her uh, comrades with that cool little archery trick, triggering an avalanche, which was a really cool scene. Yeah. That definitely was. Uh, cause I, I love archery mm-hmm. and overall just like her, like just like setting up all the helmets and then, uh, the, the distracting them for, from the catapult was just mm-hmm. uh, like the chef's kiss. Yeah. There's a lot of cool scenes in this film. It just sucks that the screenplay wasn't as strong. It wasn't like it, there definitely were just a lot of like your cookie cutter moments. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wish, I wish they were different. I wish scenes played out differently. I wish we did get, like, I, as as much as, like, they, they wanted a realistic approach, that's going to be an ongoing joke now. Yeah. Um, they, they, they wanted a realistic approach. I, they could have added certain things to at least kind of bring, like, kind of like uh, a nostalgia feel back to it. Have us at least... Even though it's bad to, to see things with rose-tinted glasses, mm-hmm. but it's still overall just a very, like, it it, it helps kind of like us at least go, like, okay, this is what this movie would like in live action, or this is what this movie would like with CG'd animals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, and then it does suck that we ended up not getting Mushu, but we kind of got a Mushu-style character, even though Mushu was mostly comic relief, we did get the Phoenix, which showed up uh, every time Mulan needed, like, inspiration to remember who she really was, and that's kind of what Mushu was in the original um, movie, like, her conscience, basically. Like, uh, hey, you can I do saw this, the... like, her motivation. As soon as I saw the Phoenix, I was like, Mushu? Yeah, I was like, Mushu? oh my god, he's actually here? It's gonna be fucking a secret Eddie Murphy? Nah. Man... We needed that phoenix to be voiced by. Eddie What's Murphy. going on, Mulan? I'm the phoenix. <laughs> definitely not a racist impression, no, man. No, not. It's, my, it's my totally great Eddie Murphy impression. Yeah. Hey, man, he sounds like that. It's not my fault. Uh, continuing on with the plot, though, what paragraph are we on? Uh, Mulan rides. <laughs> Mulan rides back to the camp and rescues um, Chen. Uh, a soldier she befriends in camp, That's her love interest. Yeah. Um, unable to hide her true gender any longer, she is expelled from the army and begins to return home. On her way, she is confronted by the witch, who reveals that she has also shunned by her people and fights 
for Khan only because he treats her as an equal. Additionally, she reveals that the attacks on the outpost have been a diversion as Khan's true plan is to capture and execute the Emperor for having his father killed. Risking execution, Mulan returns to her battalion to warn them of the impending capture. Uh, Tung decides to believe her and allows her to accompany a unit to the Emperor's palace. This is a really good scene. We get to see... He, he, um, he was gonna kill her, too, but, like... Oh, yeah, he was I about believe to. her. Yeah. And, like, a, a lot of her, um... Like, uh... Battalion members. Were like, hey, I believe her. And then uh, Donnie Yen's character was like, you know what? Fine. But if everyone dies, it's your fault. You get to ride in the front, you get uh, one of the slowest horses, and you get no armor. And she was like, aight, then! <laughs> but she took it, uh... With strides... And it was cool to see, like, the witch, you know, quote-unquote, change sides near the end. And then we get to see some cool ninja stuff coming up, which is fun. Speaking of the witch, um, her name I, I will not try to pronounce again. The witch, posing as the Imperial Chancellor, persuades the Emperor to accept Khan's challenge to single combat while removing the city's guard from their posts. The guards are murdered, and the... Ronin's prepared to burn the Emperor alive. Mulan's unit distracts the Ronin's. With, with Mulan goes to save the Emperor, Khan tries to uh, snipe her with an arrow, but the witch sympathetically to Mulan and disenchanted with Khan, transforms into a bird and sacrifices herself uh, by catching the arrow. Mulan kills Khan, but not before he disarms her and destroys her family's sword. She frees the emperor who is offered who who offers her to let her join their personal guard. She declines the offer and returns to her village. Yeah, so this this last scene unfortunately since it, we're just taking um the spark notes of it. Uh this last scene is like a good chunk of the film. I think it's the last like 30 minutes or so. We get to uh, see yes. the um the disguising as the chancellor, we get to see the ninjas uh, sneaking around on the buildings. And then we see Mulan ride up. Uh, we get a cool little hallway scene, i.e. the style of Daredevil, where Mulan and her comrades are fighting in that hallway against the guys who are swinging the um the mace, the maces. The mace. And this is another scene where we get some realistic action, where she's running on walls and jumping off people's heads. I understand sometimes, like back in the old days with the, the Chinese martial arts. I believe some people could actually do that, but no, no, we're, we're good. <laughs> it was still a really cool scene to see them all fighting and teaming up and getting past Mulan's quote-unquote betrayal, uh, and then we get to see um, the fat guy shoot arrows at people, which I thought was fun, because he was like <laughs> the best archer in the group when he accidentally got a bullseye, and I thought that was funny. Uh, finishing it off and so that really wait, wasn't wait, wait, the end no let's not finish it off because we do have some more unrealistic scenes that I have to fucking talk about besides the <laughs> witch besides the witch turning into a fucking falcon and sacrificing herself uh, by getting shot with an arrow she I think she ends up dying by like just disappearing but I don't remember and then Mulan chases after uh, the Khan and then they have a cool ass fucking choreographed sword fight where Khan ends up falling down so then Mulan and the Emperor are sitting up there, and they have a little conversation. And then all of a sudden, Khan shoots an arrow at Mulan. The Emperor grabs it in midair, which is doable, but then throws it up in the air, like just gingerly, 
Mulan does a flip kick and kicks it to kill the Khan. That's not how that works. Kicking an arrow could not do that, especially since the Khan was wearing armor. It just... Realistic. <laughs> Air quotes. This is the very realistic movie, guys. 100%. Man, I, I love, I, I love, like, I love the, the realism of a witch. 100%. I love the realism of someone doing a fucking flip kick to kick an arrow. Didn't even have to attempt more than once. She does it in one try. Jumps and kicks the arrow into the bad guy, who's, like, a good 50 feet down. So her aim is impeccable with her fucking feet. And her strength is, like, the, the strength of, like, fucking Captain America. She's taking fucking roids in her legs or some shit. <laughs> Mulan takes her Mulan. fucking pants off and she's fucking like jacked fucking ri- like uh, calves and uh, leg muscles. Like, poof. <laughs> Mulan is reunited with her family. As... <laughs> Interesting not segue. <laughs> and, and, and what an embassy from the emperor. Who is played by Minna Wen. Of the commander Tung. Arrives to present Mulan with a new sword. That was j- it, it was jaded out. It was nice. Yeah, it was it was a jade sword. Um, while making a personal request that she joins the Emperor's guard, and then she kind okay, of okay. does. Okay, so when she okay, so when the pretty much when the group comes to give her the sword, can we talk about how the matchmaker was like, "Oh shit, she's good." Yeah, because they're like the matchmaker was like, "We're here her to words. honor Mulan." Huh? <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, I feel like the movie wasn't as bad. I might eventually increase my review, and I did give it not a bad score. I think eventually Same. I will increase my review. Uh, maybe if I watch it again, or if they do end up doing a sequel, because I remember Mulan two being okay. I said up front. My, so my review is is in the middle. So it, it's not, it's not saying it's mm-hmm. a, it's not a bad movie. It's not a good movie. It's okay, at best. But um, so I'm gonna read my review though, and then we're just gonna do our more bantering about the movie itself. I'm giving this five spiders ruining a match ceremony out of ten. <laughs> nice. Did you, you see mine? <laughs> Six. Fucking witches out of ten. Yeah, I'm giving it six motherfucking witches who turn into bats and fucking falcons out of ten. I do have a nice little review on Letterboxd, which I will read for the audience because I like reading my little reviews. Some of them are clever, some of them are not. This one is, uh, kind of. So, you know, for a movie that didn't want to use the songs or Mushu because it was unrealistic, really went hard on the unrealistic aspects of the film. There's a falcon that hangs out all throughout the film, which is, could be taken as a little bit of symbolism. And then there's a fucking witch who turns into a falcon and bats. You're telling me you didn't want to put songs into this film, but you put a goddamn witch in it. Ranting aside, the film was good. Nothing to write home about and definitely not as good as the original, but the choreography and performances were still great. It's just another live-action Disney film made boring by the lack of Disney style and songs. Do not pay $30 to watch this film. Wait until December so you can watch it for quote-unquote free on Disney+. Plus. That is my little review. Uh, 6 out of 10. Not bad. I liked it. Anything to say, Zach? Hold on a second, real quick. Yeah. Sorry about that. I need to pause. Pause your audio, too. Oh. Uh... 
Sorry about that brief pause in audio, guys. I'm going to do a clap sync in the middle of here that I'm not going to edit out because <laughs> Sounds good. it's in the middle of the podcast. Claps. Okay, yeah. Right at the end of the podcast, um, not even in the middle, you son of a bitch. Couldn't have waited five yeah, minutes. <laughs> towards the end. Um, So I, I need to start doing some more some more stuff for Letterboxd. I might make a box office losers for, for Letterboxd. Itself. I made a uh, list of the box office losers ep- uh, episodes for Letterboxd on my main um, bo- uh, my main Letterboxd. But yeah, if you want to use um, Letterboxd for like you personally, that's totally fine. Yeah, I, I might just make one. I, I have one. I just, I just I just might make one for the podcast itself and just have two. I, I, yeah, have two. Have have our podcast stuff. Have have our reviews. Yeah, just send over um, the information the once deets. you make it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So um, Zach, I'm... close us out. I gave it a six. You gave it a five. I think I might change my review later on down the line if I rewatch it or I watch it with uh, my girlfriend. We shall see. As of right now, it stands at a, like a good five and a half if you average out our yeah. answers. Uh, so thank you all for listening, guys. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and at Twitter at Box Losers. Once again, we we can't fix it. Some some jerk off ha- has it that we can't take it from because he hasn't tweeted hasn't since used it in 20- two years. Yeah, exactly. Like he made one tweet and hasn't used it in two years. But whatever. I'm not upset. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just f- follow us on mainly follow us on Instagram for news. Twitter, I try to stay posted, but Twitter's yeah, Twitter's hard. Instagram's uh, the big one. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Google Podcasts. On wherever you can find them. Subscribe Anchor, to us on YouTube. Everywhere. And leave a review on Apple. It helps us get up there in the numbers. I don't know where we are. Probably in like the top like 500 probably. Well, it's because we're staying consistent. Yes, we, we are uploading every single week just for you guys. Next week is our Halloween start. Spooky, scary skeletons. We actually have yes, five it's... weeks in October. So we'll be covering five horror movies from classics to comedy, horror to um, the typical ones you'll see ending with a sweet 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 halloween surprise which shouldn't be a surprise yes. if you know what day of the month halloween is <laughs> i i might i might um hey I, I might pitch this to you do you want to do a double feature for that so we have one for 30th and 31st Ooh, we can do one and two yeah Ooh, okay i'm, I'm down that. for that yeah so well, there'll be a bonus episode coming out during halloween so yes. we'll have six episodes coming out next month get ready yeah. guys get hyped yeah, because definitely we are um we we are chugging we we are chugging we are pumping this stuff out for you guys because we love movies and you love movies. To our international fans, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, just have a have a good one. Yep. Goodbye, guys. Peace out, guys. A woman leading a man's army. It is my duty to fight for the kingdom.